Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another serving of Business Soup Talk Radio. If it's in business, it's Business Soup. I'm your host, John Dibbavoise. This show will blow your mind. On this serving of Business Soup will be Patricia Dukovsky and Danielle Richter from the Interactive Entertainment Group. Folks, this one will knock your socks off. How your small business, you, me, and everyone can interact with virtual reality, augmented reality, and put it on your screen in such a way that will blow your audience's mind. So pull up a chair, sit on down. We are going to blow your mind in the virtual space with Interactive Entertainment Group's virtual reality presentation right here on Business Soup. Ladies, welcome to this serving of Business Soup. Hi, how are you? It's a pleasure to have both of you. We have Patty and we also have Danielle from the Interactive Entertainment Group. They caught my attention because they bring to the interactive world the party. Ladies, the Interactive Entertainment Group, you got my attention because you had all of these neat things that you can do in a virtual setting. We're all locked down, as you can see, and I can see that we're all working from home as so many other people are in these times during the COVID-19. I walk through the door and I say, all right, ladies, interactive entertainment group, what can you do for my small business and why would I be doing business with you? How about it, Danielle? Let's face it right now, remote work can be isolating. And without face-to-face interaction right now, people are used to that face-to-face interaction at a live event. That's right. We've come up with some great virtual options that have been tailored to all different types of virtual events where clients then now have the opportunity to still have fun in an education or just a fun atmosphere um, with bringing people together from all different settings of an office where not necessarily they may not have had an opportunity to be together. People have been really enjoying this virtual option as a stepping away from a virtual event, you know, a, a live event where they can't do. Well, Patty, when Danielle is talking about stepping away and doing it differently, I find that the Zoom meetings I go into looks like an an old version of Hollywood Squares. (laughs) Yes. So what are you doing differently? What we're doing differently um, with COVID and everything, again, what Danielle mentioned with working remotely, we want to try to figure out a way that whether it's with your clients or with your team, your coworkers, that you could get together and interact in a more personal way, but yet have fun. And with that, there's logistical reasons of why you want to go as far as virtual. You want to connect with people. First of all, there was a need. Everybody's working remotely. We came about with going virtual because there's a there was a need. And we said, what do our clients need? How can we help them? What can we do? What's the solutions? Everyone's used to getting together. How can we keep the morale going, productivity? whether it's training or team building or keeping in contact with your clients in a fun and different way. So what we came up with with several programs is taking some of our live interactive games that we've specialized with on live events and taking them to a virtual capacity. Let's back up a second. Taking it to a virtual capacity. What does that mean? What we did was really take products that we really have been doing for 10, 15 years and just brought it over to a virtual platform. So we took pre-existing products that have been extremely successful in the corporate field of a trade show, a hospitality suite, a closing ceremony of a conference, 
and just pivoted them to a virtual platform. So it's now done virtually versus us live speaking and being with each other at a live event. And it's been extremely, extremely successful with bringing these options for our clients, both new and old. We've gained you know, a significant amount right now. If I'm in one of your interactive meetings, what does it look like? Right now, we are using the Zoom platform. Does not mean that we have to use Zoom platform, but we do feel comfortable using that Zoom platform. And it's just like as if you're in a meeting, except we take it up a notch. You know, we're bringing a game like a scavenger hunt or, or some type of Jeopardy or um, horse racing or, you know, we have a ton of a virtual Olympics. We have a whole library of products that we do that are virtual that people are engaging and are able to participate virtually. So if I have a business, say one of my listeners has a home-based business that might be dealing in, I'm just going to pick something, like supplements, and I want, or the, perhaps the provider, the manufacturer, they want to have an interactive meeting and they would work through you. Is this an app that I would get from you or are you bringing it to the table and and producing it and sending up all the bells and whistles and rockets with it? (laughs) We really can do it on anybody's platform. It doesn't have to be you on Zoom. We use Zoom as the main platform that we use, but it can be on anybody's existing platform. So if they're having a meeting, we can just come on to their meeting and host another one of their rooms that they have. It is not an app. It's just a website that, you know, just like a Zoom or a a Google Meet or a Microsoft Meetup, you know, it's all pre-existing platforms that we just come right on and host our game. Like as if we're hosting an event with you for a live event. It's just done virtually. I noticed on your website, you have a plethora of service and products and things. And one that got my attention was the digital hand sanitizer. That one got my attention. I'm going, all right, what does that mean? That's just one thing that a small business could have exposure, from what I understand, from going to the website and such. And since I work with a limited budget, perhaps I want to have the exposure of having that, my my name, my image, my product projected out in front of people. Is the digital hand sanitizer one of those platforms that would get my message out there in a physical location? Yes, your digital, the digital sanitizer would be able to get your message out in a location. So we would be able to put your brand's message on there digitally and be able to change it at any area remotely, as well as so subliminally your advertising in a retail setting, in a restaurant setting, you could promote your business by using, but also adapting to what's going on which is COVID and hand sanitizers being used on such more of a frequent basis. All right. To explain to the audience, since this is strictly audio, a digital hand sanitizer is not sanitizing your hands, but it is a device where the hand sanitizer is with a screen that is projecting your image, your message to people as they're standing there getting the sanitizer. So their hands are getting zapped by some sort of digital 5G environment. This is just a projection of your image to people so that when they're getting their hand, your business is taking advantage of a moment where they can see your product, your service, and perhaps redirect them to another place. Can I put a QR code on that as well, a quick response? You can. You could almost imagine it as if it's a large iPhone 
and it's attached underneath is a sanitizer that automatically, when you put your hands underneath, the sanitizer comes out. But with that digital iPhone and that multimedia presence, you can change the image at any time on the brand message. And I can have one, 10 or 100 of these all around a targeted market that I would want. Correct. So you could have it in retail. You could use it in restaurants. You could use it at an outdoor and experiential marketing outside of your business. It really attracts customers, but yet has a dual purpose because of the sanitizer. You have, as I mentioned, a plethora of services. And what got my attention was the interactive presentation because so many of the events that I attend out in Vegas fell like dominoes. And that whole city was severely impacted by the fact that all of these things were being shut down. Everybody has been running to the internet to try and come up with a virtual presentation from Remo to Zoom and all these other ones that are trying to capture this space. Is this something that is a shared revenue? Is this something that's a value added? Is it a service that you do for me at a fee? How does this work? Well, how it works is logistically, the reason why we came up with the virtual events is because with everything again happening with uh, live events being canceled and travel being shut down and the limitations and the social distancing limitations, we had logistical reasons for that. And most of them being right now, since the events were canceled, we found our small businesses, customers wanted to do live events with their clients, with their teams and The way logistically having it weather resistant, you can do it with no travel. There's no limitation because you don't need a venue size. And the emotional reasons would be to increase the morale and build the relationships as well as avoid the burnout. So we took this and listened to what our clients had to say and came up with these six new ideas on virtual programs and took it to the next level. Well, you got my attention with the horse racing. You had the virtual horse mm-hmm. race. So yes. I, I was automatically drawn to that because everybody knows that I've been in it all my life. Learned to ride before I could walk. Still doing it. Still can't walk. You have virtual bingo, Jeopardy. You have the brand smart game. You have all of these interactive things. How does that work? Is it a display that I walk on or is it something that is projected onto my computer screen where I am now? So all of these virtual options are all host um, on a, you know, on the Zoom platform, as I said before, but can be on any platform. But um, depending on what it is, like, for example, the virtual scavenger hunt, it's where guests are actually looking in their homes for all different objects. So it could be anything from a brush to a mask, and they could take it however they want to do it. It could be a doll brush, it could be a a hairbrush, or a mask could be like a beauty mask or like a mask that we've been wearing. So they really can take, you know, take it however they wanted to grab those items. And then we score it, and then people will see who have the most, and it could be teams or individual. People have a lot of fun with all these, and they all have different features per each one. The virtual scavenger hunt in my house. Wow, that would be quite the hunt. If I had any kids left in the house, I might get them to clean the house at the same time. That's an interesting strategy. (laughs) Go find your phone. It's somewhere in the house. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the horse racing is a great one also. Um, Guess as if they were going to an OTB, just like with betting on a horse, they would choose their horses prior. Once they're there, 
then then that would be before once so then they would come on to the virtual session and see the horse races play out with our MC actually like emceeing the actual race as if they're like watching the race happen live. Let's back up for a moment. For those of you who don't know OTB, that's off track betting. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're quite familiar with that. <laughs> so whether it be the virtual horse racing, I'm not actually betting on the horses. I'm looking at animated figures that look like real horses. It's not an actual horse race. It actually is an old race that we take and we change the names of the horses as well as we you know, mark it up in our program that we use. So okay. they are old horse races that we've changed and created into our program um, to create the virtual horse racing, which is fun. So it's depending on... You know, people don't know that it could be a horse from, from Belmont. Interesting. So I could be sitting there watching going, hey, that horse looks familiar. A hundred percent, yeah. And you can, also, you can also add some customization as well with it and name the horses different, which could tie into the brand or the corporation or the small business where it really encourages the engagement and having fun. Well, one of my favorite horse racing uh, events was when the announcer was naming off the horses, and there were two horses, obviously from the same barn. One horse's name was My Wife Knows Everything, and the other horse was My Wife Knows Nothing, and they were neck and neck, and it was... We have coming around the three-quarter pole, we have my wife knows nothing followed up with my wife knows everything. And it was back and forth. And it was one of the best callings I'd ever heard. And boy, if that isn't the reality in horse racing. So really the horse racing announcers are comical. They're funny. They're interactive. They're engaging with the participants and it gets very competitive and it's a lot of fun. So how does that type of event, and again, I'm picking on the horse racing, how does that work into my business presentation? I name the horses my products. How does that benefit me as a business projecting my product out there? Yeah, so a lot of people are using this as sponsorship opportunities. So where people can use the branding on it and do this race is sponsored by Geico or this race is sponsored by a food product. It, it, you know, they're using it where they can use their branding and, and sponsor races as well as it's used in another context of where it's like an ending to a corporate breakout session, more of a kind of a bringing, you know, laughter and fun in the atmosphere where it's not just all educational. So, you know, you want people to laugh and get up and have fun. And we encourage people to wear funny hats or wear certain colors or, you know, really interact with each other because it's funny to see someone with a funny hat on or it's funny and, to see somebody wearing, you know. Right. A and and <laughs> also normally what you would do is with normal Zoom meetings, you're usually meeting with your team members in a certain department. With this, it puts everybody in the This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.